Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? most basic laws it went terribly wrong it was buried five miles down now a crew of undersea miners is about to stumble upon this terrifying secret shack to seven what's going on out there williams my god are you picking this up look at that leviathan currently with the russian fleet in the baltic sea currently it's rusted junk and we're looking at it what's your air reading 20 minutes. Do something quick. We've lost him. My crew's in jeopardy. But you have no proof. I'm ordering you to start an emergency medical evacuation. What if it turns out to be nothing? Help me. It's already killed one man. Finally, please stop. I'm losing compressed. I can't breathe. Whatever got six-pack and Bowman, it's still here. I feel something. Somebody's alive in here. What's going on? Six-pack. Six-pack, answer. <laughs> What are you trying to tell us, Doc? It absorbs the intelligence of its victims. Thank goodness you're still alive. When are you coming? I say we protect ourselves. And welcome back to the 27th episode of Sludge Cast. Of course, you got Sludge here and across from me. Yeah, I got Mark. And our brother from Texas. Ruben. And we are here tonight on the Monster Movies Top Down bringing, is this the first listener request we've done? I think it is, but well, I can uh, think of. Other yeah. than Jada's alien okay. request. Yeah. So technically, she's family, yeah. part yeah. of it. But yeah. So yes, Jada did request aliens, but outside of that, yes. that, this is the first listener request. Awesome. Yeah. This movie was requested by none other than Justin McLean. And Justin is actually going to be here this weekend for the live podcast that we got going on Saturday from 6 to 8 p.m. So for those of you know listening, um, well, actually, I'm sorry. Those of you listening to this at this point, that was last weekend because <laughs> we pre-recorded these yeah. shows. Um, we had such a great time. It was, it was awesome. So good. What's well, a great turnout? Um, <laughs> you, you missed it. You should have been there. Gosh. So, but Justin, who showed up, you know, in the time that you listen this to the show, he requested this movie, and he's a you know he's become a really great friend of ours, uh, especially me. I mean, we've gotten really close. Uh, Justin actually, he'll go to con- conventions and uh, find things that he knows I would like, he's like, and he'll message me, Hey man, you want this? Do you need this? Do you need that? And, and he's just awesome about it. He actually got a, uh, and of course I pay him for these things, but you know, I don't want people to think that I'm a, you know, just, 
taking him for anything. Yeah. We're yeah. friends, but he'll pick it up for me. Uh, he picked up a uh, Ben Furia signed, who was the original Ultraman, uh, an eight by ten signed by him at the con uh, of Ultraman. He got me um, the GMK uh, Japanese poster autographed by the guy who played Godzilla in that film. Um, he just recently picked up uh, NECA. Uh, 1964 Mothra's Godzilla figure for me. Did he? Did he get you any of the 1998? No, he Godzilla. didn't give me the 98. Okay. <laughs> just checking on them Godzilla things. No, you, no, no. You just got no. Oh God! <laughs> I thought we got this discussion out before we recorded the show, but apparently what? not. So let's listen, listeners, because we we're big Godzilla fans here. We know I am. There's always this constant. Back and forth about 98. I bought, and for a great deal, mind you, I bought a box of Trendmaster Godzilla figures. We got Godzilla, Rodan, Ghidra, uh, Biollante, Mothra, Batra, Gigan, all with cards, and even a little, uh, one of the little eggs they had, hatched out Rodan, for 40 bucks. Okay. The Biollante alone goes for more than that. So it was a steal. Yep. But this is a big <laughs> but. Okay. This was not the selling factor for me. It also came with. Three, four of the baby Godzillas from the 98 movie and two little tiny, they're like squishy feeling, but Godzilla figures of the Godzilla from 98 and like two of the human characters um, were in the box. And an egg. And an egg. Did you say an egg? Well, yeah. yeah, The egg's got a baby. Yeah. So three of the babies and then one that's actually in in an egg. Um, So, yes. Okay. (laughs) I got more Godzilla 98 figures. Yes. But I did not. Buy the 98 figures. They just came with what so, I purchased. So how many 98 figures and magazines do you have total right now? <laughs> to- um, <Yeah>. <laughs> dang <laughs> uh, Let's see. Including little squishy guys? Yeah. Where I am up to four, five, six, seven. 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 Seven of them. Accidentally got seven. Accidentally. I, I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Accidentally. Accident. It was an accident. I will, I will take full credit of purchasing... One of the little, uh, oh man, remember what they called again? I keep forgetting the little tiny ones that you get in the little eggs from over in Japan. They got that weird name from them. Oh, yeah, I can't think of I it. Can do, but so, yeah, you know, one of the little mini figures. Okay, yeah. I got that one. I bought that one. Yeah, you, you know, bought it. I, I bought it. And then the poster book. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. okay, just. I'm not going to bring up the word. I'm not going to bring up the word. We're we're no, here for Leviathan. He, he, this is. Yeah. Oh no! I, I know you. We have you went dead. There were Hold on, Ruben. Box. You know. All right. Are you still there, Ruben? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you're talking. Hello. Hold on a second. Yeah. What happened here? What is? Oh, there it is. Hello. Okay. Yeah. There we got. So we had a temporary loss of yeah, power. Yeah, temporary Wouldn't have temporary. nothing. Oh, Conspiracy. I, I think you were to cut me off. Yeah, uh, no, no. no. Yeah. Cut that mic. You no, you were still mic. recording, man. So you could have been saying whatever. We have no idea at this point. So we may just keep that in there. I'm going to edit that out. It happens. This is this this is what happens when you bring up Godzilla 98 on the show. Okay, it just crashes everything down. Well, maybe look, it happens look, when t- what, somebody what, lies about how you didn't hear what, you got, what I what I said that you didn't hear is. You claim that was not in the box, but I'm thinking that you walked in, you bought those, and then this guy had them on the site there, and you saw that, and you begged him to sell them to you. That's I, what I'm no. I am tending to believe what you're saying there, Ruben. The I think the, that's right. I met the guy in the parking lot. He had them prepackaged. Oh, like, it was all together, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I had no such thing happen. No such uh, thing. 
You, know, <laughs> you, you made the, you made Jeez. the buy in a parking lot. I can see it now. All right, <laughs> the whole nine yards. So Justin McLean, this episode's for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and yes, I got more guys on that figures. I can't believe. Yes, it. yes, he did. You know, whatever. Okay, okay. We'll get. Yeah. We'll, we'll go on. Um, but so yeah. So this time around, since we've got Justin requested us, uh, Justin actually got on a little bit of a uh, underwater monster movie uh, run about a month or so ago, um, and he knew I was a big fan of them, and we were talking back and forth, and there was a couple of them that we actually hadn't seen yet, and we were going through the list, and we found one called The Rift um, that openly is supposed to be extremely bad. He he watched it. I managed to find a copy, put it on the Plex. I have still have yet to get through that movie, but the payoff, it's like the whole, like the entire budget of that movie was just for like the last scene with the creature. Apparently it pays off and it's worth it, but everything else is absolute garbage. Actors, sets, whole nine yards, script, writing, they just didn't care. Um, but uh, but so I want to see that one, but we were talking about it and he's like, man, I'll do Leviathan. Do, do a monster movie starting on Leviathan. I'm like, absolutely. Like, I love this movie. This was one of my staples as a kid. I don't remember when, I mean, maybe the TBS was when we first saw this. Could be. Could be. When they were yeah. doing all the cool yeah. monster movies back then. Yeah. I mean, I love this movie. Because, I mean, first off, it's got Peter Weller, okay? And Peter Weller's freaking RoboCop, man. Not only that, and of course, I mean, as a kid, I love RoboCop. I still love RoboCop now. Um, the first and second one, not the third one, or the remake. Let's just go ahead and clear that, clear the air on that. Um, but the Peter Weller films. But he was also in, uh, in of Unknown Origin. Now, of Unknown Origin was actually another film done by the director of this movie, George uh Cosmatos. George Cosmatos actually did uh, the second Rambo movie. He did Of Unknown Origin. Dude, he did Tombstone. And Tombstone's an amazing oh, yeah. flick. Excellent you know? movie. So, yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, Peter Weller, as a kid, I would just watch him in anything. And when I saw he was in it, it was great. Underwater monster movie. I love it. This did come out in 1989. I think this came out in March 12th, 17th, something like that. Early March of 1989. And uh, it was right in the middle of uh, the big underwater monster boom. I mean, you had the abyss come out at that time, um, deep star six. And of course, you know, the rift we talked about, uh, the mean, Justin, we're talking about came out around that time. So they came in a plethora of underwater monster films, but this one definitely thinks stuck above the rest. Okay. So let's run through the plot real quick. Super simple. Pretty much the same thing as deep star six or any other ones. You've got a mining crew mining for silver at the bottom of the ocean. The crew of course is headed by Peter Weller. whose character's name is Beck. And during uh, one of their outings to do, you know, mining for silver, they come across a sunken ship called Leviathan, a Russian ship. Two characters, one played by Daniel Stern named Sixpack, who Daniel Stern is amazing in this movie. And then Amanda Pays, um, who was, of course, my childhood crush because of the Flash series. She's in this. So, of course, I love the movie even more. Um, she plays Willie um, or Williams, but they call her Willie in it. Um, they go on to this ship and Sixpack finds a safe they take the safe back and in the safe is a bunch of different items um, from the russian crew uh come to find out that they're all deceased they have their little logs in there and uh there's a bottle of vodka which gets taken by beck um, or peter weller's character and uh but daniel stern finds a little flask and sticks in his back pocket and of course the crew try to sneak the vodka out but beck or you know peter weller's character replaces it with water but doesn't know that Daniel Stern's got the actual vodka in his pocket. He starts to, you know, takes, he ends up drinking it and shares it with Bowman, um, who's an actress by the name. I can't remember because she's the one I do have to look up. Lisa Albacher. And we'll talk about her in a minute. Yeah. Um, they share this vodka. Well, within 24 hours, Daniel Stern's character, Six Pack, is sick as a dog and starting to mutate into something. 
that ends up killing him. And then he comes back to life as this mutated fish underwater marine life monster. It also affects Bowman. And it's an amazing scene. We'll talk about a little bit between the two of them when they die. It's one of the best scenes in the movie. And so this fish creature, they come to find out that the Russians who actually end up sinking this ship on purpose were doing genetic alteration testing for marine life to make a, uh, what's, what does Richard Crenna, uh, this cast is amazing, call it uh, homo uh, aquaticus, um, you know, trying to make yeah. men that could breathe other than water. And so chaos ensues. We got an awesome underwater monster in this mining shaft at the bottom of the ocean with the crew, and they have to fight it off and try to escape uh, before it implodes. Voila, same 1980s underwater monster film you know, story. Nothing major. What makes this movie so great compared to the rest, though, is it's absolutely stacked. As I stated earlier, directed by George Cosmatis, Rambo First Blood Part 2 of Unknown Origin, Tombstone, great director, especially for an action director, which I think was a good idea for one of these type of movies. He directed the film. The film was produced by Aurelio De Laurentiis and his cousin Luigi, who uh, y'all may know, may not know. They're producers, but they were also the nephews of Dino De Laurentiis, you know, famous filmmaker. Um, but it was also produced by the Gordon Brothers. Now, the Gordon Brothers, you should know. Uh, Predator films, Die Hard. Um, they, they've done Rawhide, Cobra, Rambo movies. I mean, their, their film length is just huge. I mean, these dudes produce some of the greatest films ever planned. Uh, was one of the Planet Apes of Gordon one too? I can't remember. Um, I know that the music for this was done by Derry Gold, Goldsmith who did do the Planet Apes soundtrack as long as, you know, E.T. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it's Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. If you know exactly. anything about exactly soundtracks, you know, Jerry Goldsmith is the man for all of it. Um, so, I mean, you've got a great director, great producers, great uh, composer for this film. It's also written by David Peoples and Jeb Stewart. Now, David Peoples, um, as far as his career, is awesome because before this movie, he wrote two insanely amazing movies, Blade Runner and Lady Hawk. Yeah. So awesome writer. He ended up doing Unforgiven as well and 12 Monkeys. Um, and then, of course, Jeb Stewart, who co-wrote with him. Jeb Stewart, now I did have to look him up because I hadn't heard of him. Um, but I didn't know Peoples before because Blade Runner. He wrote Die Hard. He wrote, of course, this movie too. <coughs> Excuse me. He wrote Stallone's Lockup, Another 48 Hours, The Fugitive, Fire Down Below. I mean, you, yeah. uh, your crew's amazing so far. So far. Okay. Now let's go to the actors. Peter Weller, RoboCop, you know, of unknown origin. It's Peter Weller. We know who he is. Richard Crenna from the Rambo films. I mean, he's got a great TV actor. Um, you got Amanda Pays, who, of course, we talked about a minute ago. She was on The Flash. She was, of course, maybe probably more popular than The Flash. She was on Max Headroom. You know, that, remember that Max Headroom yeah. show? Oh, yeah. She was on it. You got Daniel Stern from Home Alone and another great 80s horror movie, Chud, was in it as well. You got Ernie Hudson, um, who, of course, is one of the Ghostbusters. He was in The Crow. You got Michael Carmine, who was in Batteries Not Included. You've got Hector Elizondo, right now is on, you know, the, that. Tim Allen show last man standing an amazing yeah. list of actors. And of course you have Lisa Ilbacher. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who plays Bowman who honestly, I, I, I felt like I'd seen her before, but I didn't know her. So I had to look her up and Lisa has got quite a great film career as well. And I know now I know where I remember her is because she was in the original uh, Beverly Hills cop with Eddie Murphy, but not just that. Right. She was also in the 1977 Spider-Man movie which was really cool because I, I own that movie and love that movie. 
Of course, she's got a great, I mean, so the cast in this is absolutely outstanding. Then let's just top it off a little bit more. Special effects are handled by none other than Stan Winston Studios and Stan himself. The man inside the creature suit is the greatest creature suit actor there is, Tom Woodruff Jr. He's the xenomorph in the Alien film, other than the first one, uh, in all the Alien films. He's Pumpkinhead. You know, I mean, he he is the suit actor of all time. So and it's absolutely stacked. You have everything needed to make the you know the greatest film of all time. What happens? Twenty million dollar budget comes out March of nineteen eighty nine and does fifteen million dollars in the box office. Totally tanked. And honestly, I think I don't know what, what your guys' opinion is on this because I want to know because that's interesting because you have got I mean we just went through it and in the same lineup, great writers, great producers, great director, phenomenal cast. One of the best ensemble casts I think I've ever seen in the film, honestly. And it completely tanked. Not completely. Well, it did. It did $5 million less than the budget. Why do you guys think that happened? Well, at the time, um, you know, this was towards the end of the, you know, the 80s. Uh, you went through all the, the, the monster, the sea monster movies, you know, the Jaws. Uh, uh, all the different things, Deep Star Six, uh, Deep Star Abyss, Six. yes. I mean, uh, you had Lords all of that, the Deep, I mean, you know. And so, it, uh, I think that probably didn't help. You know, well, yeah. let's let's jump on the 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 sea monster kick, and and you're getting towards the end of it, uh, right? Uh, and probably that probably hurt him somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of agree with that too. It's kind of like a. Uh, I think the reason this movie it. it you're right. It's got a better cast than any of the, you know, other than eight, the, the alien movies or whatever that started it all. But that was space, not underwater. Right. But you had all these sea creatures. This has the best cast and the best. It, it's it's great. But at the same time, it was kind of like, all right, this has already been done too many times. And this is probably the attitude of the people. When it's, this is just another one of those movies. And those other ones were so overdone that, that this one wasn't even given a chance you know even yeah. though it was so it was well made and it's a good movie um you know as far as, as that go i mean i would put it up there with with as far as as the quality of the movie i would maybe not as good as alien but it, it's it's good enough to stand up against alien as far as i'm concerned as far as like a creature feature type movie um but i think that formula was just so overused by 89 when this was released Yeah, that I think the attitudes of the people, they just weren't going to give it a chance. Even if, you know, as good as it was, it's like, eh, it's just another monster movie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even bother. Yeah. I mean, know, it, type of thing. It, I, I think that's it. I mean, I really do. I, I'm agree with you guys. I mean, the movie has definitely at this point in time has found a home. I mean, it's, it is a cult classic yeah. film for a reason. I mean, it's uh, most people do consider it the greatest of the underwater monster films. I mean, aside from Jaws, we're talking monster monsters. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, yeah. I, I even stack this one up with, uh, I mean, definitely above. While I love Deep Star Six, I had a blast with Lords of the Deep. Um, you know, they're great fun movies. They don't hold a candle to this film when it comes to the production, yeah. the sets, the effects, the acting. Um, there were some writing issues I had in the movie. I mean, it's not perfect. But I mean, I put this movie yeah. on par with Cameron's Abyss. I actually think the special effects in this are better than the Abyss, only because oh, yeah. 
the abyss was CGI. And that was the beginning stages, you know what I mean, of CGI as a special effects, which they are absolutely yeah. outstanding in the abyss. But again, they don't hold a candle to the practical effects at the time in the eighties or even in the early nineties. Um, so I'm definitely with you guys on that one. I mean, this, this thing was, yeah. it's to me is a personal favorite. I mean, I don't know how many times I was telling Ruben yesterday, I said, dude, I could probably quote this movie, you know, line by line, you know, cause I had a chance to watch it. And I even sent to, sent you my favorite line of the movie. You know what I mean? It's like, I love this movie. I probably could honestly quote the same line by line. Cause it's, it's, it's up there as far as being watched with Godzilla 95 for me. I just, I severely enjoy this film um, a ton, man. I, mean, I love underwater stuff. I love, you know, especially water monster movies, even stuff as crazy as, you know, Roger Corman's Humanoids from the Deep, which is an absolutely absurd yeah. film anyways, you know, uh, but yeah. it's, you know, it's an aquatic monster, you know, and I love that stuff. So this is right up my alley. So I'm going to love it. I mean, I love Deep Star Six. I love, you know, Lords of the Deep and Lords of the Deep is, it's pretty bad. It's I, I wouldn't have, you know, if we monster movie stomped down Lords of the Deep, it might get a two, you know, and that's just for me enjoying it for what it is, because um, it's pretty rough. It, you know, that movie is like, it's like Abyss meets Deep Star Six is what Lords of the Deep is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm with you guys. I think they just, you know, got worn out, especially when. bad timing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's all. far superior to any of the films that came prior to it in this genre other than the abyss, but I think it's on par from the abyss. But yeah, I mean, by the time you go through all these other films, you're wore out and you're like, well, I've seen it. Yeah. And yeah, think about it. I mean, this is like 89. So this is pretty much the end of the VHS era too. Yeah. And and where all these, all these B type movies were out there. And probably when this came out, this was, you know, it's just, you know, it didn't even get a chance for a second win. Uh, as far as VHS, it was. Do you know if this was released in VHS or not? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. That. I couldn't find it. My, okay. Yep. My original so, um, uh, copy of this was VHS. Okay. See, and so I'm thinking too. I said, well, sometimes movies don't make it great in the theater, but man, but then they make that run in the in the in the, in the video stores back then, and then they catch on. Yeah. There's so many good movies that have done that, and, but this one. Again, with the bad timing, came out toward the end of the VHS era. You know, when they were going over to DVDs and maybe the selection wasn't as great. Because, you know, a lot of, I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, VHSs, yeah, they were all, then the DVDs were released, but they were released very slowly and very strategically. So Leviathan probably, you know, wasn't released for a while. It wasn't like, it was like, a you know, okay, we're going to do a DVD release in 1990 or 91. This probably didn't see the a DVD till what I think it's here somewhere. Oh man, that was two thousands, I think. Yeah, yeah, two thousand. So that too. So uh, I mean, that I think that too hurt it because it didn't even get a chance to gain cult status that quickly. Yeah, yeah. I don't you think know? it even hit so, hit full cult yeah. status till the Blu-ray came out just a couple of years ago. And, and, and yeah, exactly. And then you you look at the cast, and you're like. And how well the acting is, and oh, yeah. that's pretty good acting for for the movie that it is. I'm like, man, this is an all star cast. This is an all star cast, pretty oh, much. Oh man, and they and Maybe. they did phenomenal in it. Everybody did. I, I forgot. Yeah, uh, I mean, Meg Foster, she's in it. Um, yes, as Ma- yeah. as Ma- Miss Martin, the lady who runs uh, Trinico or the the company. Yeah. Um, 
and and everybody should know her. She's the lady with the creepy blue eyes that you see in like yeah. Masters of the Universe and uh what was she in um Legend of Sleepy Hollow? She was in the all oh, the Rugger Howard movie Blind Fury. She was in mm-hmm. it. She yep. was in John Carpenter's They Live. So forgot she was in it too, man. Yeah. She's a she's a great actress. You can't help but stare I want to at her. Eyes. But, but I'm not sure. I might be confusing her with somebody else. Was she in Runaway? Oh, Gene Simmons movie. Oh, okay. I was, that her I was like, are we talking about the Runaways with That's Kristen Stewart? No, or? no, oh, no. I would never. I know. I know who's in the Runaway. <laughs> okay. Uh, not no. The movie Runaway was that? No, I don't think that's her. I, that was her. Okay, I just yeah. got confused. I thought I saw her, and I'm like, is that what's her name for Runaway? I, I just I, I, I was a Runaways fan. I just want you to know. You talking about the the musical group? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, they're the great. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, Runaways. Yeah. The band. Yeah. Yeah. Hate the movie. Oh, because it's got Kristen Stewart. Well, that, like. that, uh, that, speaking of which, that's an all-star cast. There. I mean, they all went on to pretty much all of them went on to good solo careers. You know, great solo careers. Oh yeah, but uh, great. So like, Joan was definitely yeah. the best. But, um, love, love that band. But no, that's not that's not her. So, um, yeah. but, I mean, so I mean, yeah, this is one of those movies. If you guys, yeah, there was no, yeah, there's really technically speaking, there should be no reason why this movie didn't. Make a shouldn't have made a profit. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, I maybe didn't get a wide release. I mean, I have no idea because of the burnout. Um, but uh, it was unfairly, I think, unfair, it wasn't treated fairly to begin with. And uh, I think if it was released maybe five years earlier, it would have done great. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it would have done great. And it might, I mean, I if it would have been released before Deep Star or The Abyss or whatever, and then I think this would have been the bar that they would have to meet. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. In other too. words, well, it, yeah, it would have been a bar that would have to meet. I mean, I was reading too that, I mean, even like when, you know, of course you got, you know, Siskel and Ebert at the time were the, were the movie critics back then, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, Ebert yeah. gave this a thumbs up. He loved the movie. But then Siskel yeah, gave did. it a thumbs down because he said it was just a knockoff of Deep Star yeah. Six and Alien. You know what I mean? Yeah. So timing, I think, yeah, was crucially bad for this film. Um, which yeah. again, I mean, it's found its it, it has found its people for sure because this is an absolutely stellar movie. I mean, the, the, yeah, we've told him said it multiple times. I mean, the cast, the crew, the story. I mean, it it was it's so so good. If you haven't seen this, you need to watch it, and uh, we'll give you more reasons why. Let's talk about the things we liked in this movie. Um, Ruben, I think you're up <laughs> yeah. first this time. Okay. Uh, I like the special effects on this. Um, I liked um, actually how they did the uh, the work center. I know there's a name for it, and I'm missing it right now. Uh, I like the way they did it because it's very enclosed. Because, of course, they're underwater, so they have to they have to make it small. So I like the way it's very enclosed. And there's like... Um, it's called Shack Seven, the mining center. There you go, the thing? shack, yeah. the yeah. mining center itself. I like the way they did it because it made it gave you that uh, nowhere to run kind of feel, yes. kind of like you yes. know an alien when you're trapped on a ship type of thing. I keep referring back to aliens because it reminded me a lot of uh, the alien franchise movies. And uh, I mean, this movie had it looked. You know, this what this movie did is take all the all the best bits and parts that worked in other very successful ways, like the thing, like the creature reminded me that, that morphine and all that, that was, that was the thing. For, I oh, saw yeah. that, I'm like, that's like the thing, you Absolutely. know, which was great, you know, which was great. 
you know, they took it and they refreshed it all and put it all in one great story. You know, it was believable. It didn't come across to me when you watched it. It didn't come across like you, you didn't know about any of these movies. You'd say, man, this is great the way they did this. This is perfect. Down to the flamethrowers and everything that they did. So I like, I like the story and the acting was great. And, and I'm with you, Amanda. Uh, Pace does an excellent job, and she's, you know, easy on the eyes. So yeah, that's yeah. Something. Oh man, she does you a know, really yeah, good job she, in this. Yeah, she does great, and uh, the cast was just great. Um, the, the only thing I didn't really like about the movie is I thought, although the story was great, I thought it was a slow burn kind of story. Um, but I don't know that they could have done it any other way. So they could build on every character. I mean, this movie built up on every character. Yeah, that's I, that is very true. And you didn't yeah. get that a lot back then, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, because every character in this movie you really like. I mean, they do. You're right. Yeah, they, they give great character development to to get to know them all. And yeah, so it, I agree with you. Slow burn. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a slow burn, but I don't think they could have done it anyway. That's the only thing that kind of like yeah, but it kind of gets you invested in every character, you know, by the, by the time it gets to the, to the meat of the movie, you're like invested in every character, you know? Uh, and so even though I view it as a negative, I don't know if they could have done it any other way. Cause I think it would have hurt the movie if you weren't invested in those characters. Yeah. Because let's just say that's what makes a movie good. It's, you, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching it and, it and you want them to survive or you want them to die. However, the writers decide to do it. And if you don't put enough of, you know, cause like by the time that you, you get into the real action of the movie, you know, the backstory of just about every character in there, yeah. you know, exactly what they're all about, what they've been through, what they did, you know, and you just know everything, you know, you know, the ones that, you know, are attracted to each other and the ones that are just ready to get, you know, you just know everything about them. So when it comes down to the feature chasing them around, you're invested in the story now. You know, you you have your favorite that you probably want, and that this one's got to make it. You know, and and, and and of course it's hard to not want Ernie Hudson to make it out of there. You yeah, know, he's absolutely. Just, uh, one of those guys, no matter what he plays, you want him to to make it. You know, and but uh, that's re- the only thing I really didn't like about it is the slow burn of the story. But like I said, I, you know, I thought about it. And I'm like, what Kent could have they done it? If they would have done it, how I, if they would have corrected what I thought was a negative, that would have weakened the movie significantly, I think, in my opinion. Right. So yeah. even though I'm calling it a, yeah, even though I'm calling it a negative, don't know I a don't better way to have done that. They could yeah. Have done it. Yeah, yeah, there's no better way to have done that. I think it, it added to the movie and it made it a good movie. Um, and, and and so, other than that, uh, you know, and and because the creature is created out of genetic, so it's not a pre-existing creature. You know, they, it's not like the creature could appear at the very beginning of the movie, or you know, to to speed up the story. You know, this creature is the creature is created off of the two dead bodies, or you think what uh, three dead bodies there by the end there, um, if they're actually dead. You know, I don't know if you caught that, but in one scene, um, um, one of them is like, kill me, kill me. And he's part of the creature, but he's still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jesus, you know, Martin Campbell's the, or Michael Carmine's character. Yeah. Who says that? So, 
you know, I'm like, okay, are they actually dead? Or are they just alive and that creature's just taken them? And uh, so there's just, yeah, that, that, the only thing I really didn't like about it is really just the slow burn of the story. But, uh, uh, special effects. Uh, soundtrack, though, I mean, I really didn't, it didn't stand out to me. Um, you know, even though it's probably a legendary soundtrack. Oh, uh, man. Ghostsmith, yeah, yeah, it is. That, but that's for some what... reason, it didn't stand there, there's Sorry, some things I'll bring up. There's some things I'll bring up when, when I talk about it. That I'm actually, I'm very pro the soundtrack on this one, but I'll, I'll explain why. All right. Yeah. And it just didn't, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It just didn't stand out to me for some reason. Right. And well, uh, that's about it, man. In comparison to Jerry's other work, I can definitely yeah. see that. It though. just doesn't pop out there. Right. And, yeah. 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 And do that. Yeah. So, so that's about it for me. Mark, what about All you? All right. Well, um, I, I, you know, obviously we we think it didn't get a fair shake. You know, the end of the, uh, in, coming out in '89. Um, I thought the movie was the best of the underwater monster movies uh, from that time, and uh, it just got the you know the bad bad deal of it being coming out late. But I think the actors, the uh, you know, was fantastic. The acting was great. And it kept you, kept you in it. You know, what was going on with each character in there and, uh, really made you out to edge your seat. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was good. And it was, it was, and it was exciting. And, you know, I'd watched it back in 89, watched it, you know, uh, again, and uh, it just doesn't change. It keeps you right there. Oh, yeah. every view. Yes, every view. And uh, and I think that's that's something to, that says something about the movie. Um, and and the special effects I thought were good. You know, for for the time uh, that it came out. You know, when you know we can't obviously can't compare it to today from back then. But I thought right. uh, they were on it, and Stan Winston's crew was was doing what Stan Winston's crews do, and 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 get the job done. Yeah, and so uh, I have no negatives on the on the movie. I liked it, enjoyed it all the way through. Um, great movie, great movie. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've stated before, I love this film. I love this movie. Um, and we've talked about the cast and everything, and it's everything about it is great. I love the tone of the film. I love the story. I love any underwater monster st- movie story. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it could be a mutated you know, marshmallow underwater and I would totally be down to watch it. So I don't know how that, how much that says for me for these movies, but I'm with you. This was the best of the underwater horror films. I'll be honest. I actually like this. And even though we don't really put this in the same category, but we have to, cause it's in water. I actually enjoy this movie more than jaws and uh, cue everyone booing me at that point. <laughs> but um, are you kidding me? No, oh, I'm not, like if I if Sludge is stuck on a deserted island, and I can only choose one movie between this movie and Jaws. I'm picking this movie every day. I'm not going to argue that Jaws is not a better film because it is a better film. It, it was the first summer blockbuster that we you know we can go on and on about why Jaws is better, and I'll argue that it is. But for me personally, I do like this film oh, okay. a whole lot more. Okay, um, well, I'll, you know, I'll give you that. It, it, it's your monster zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it really, my, really is. Um, it, it okay, is. I can. I get that. Yeah. Right. If I'm picking a a non Godzilla movie that that I want to want a monster movie, my this is one of my three go tos: uh, the Thing, this, and Critters. Like those three movies, I can watch over and over and over again. In 1998. Um, oh no. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. Not, not that go one. I'll let that I don't go. even remember the last time I watched <laughs> that. See, <movie. laughs> and, and if we're talking underwater, I, I would pick. 
creatures from black creature from black oh Lagoon. yeah oh that's definitely, true definitely. Yeah, I mean, water, but yeah yeah sludge yeah that yeah. would be me i, I put those yeah. the universal yeah. horrors they're they're that's, they're, they're yeah that's a category. league of their yeah. own yeah. man oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 you're right that's a whole different category yeah that's a uh, yeah, that's yeah, special yeah. category there but I mean, so for this one, I mean, I, I loved everything, almost everything about it. I mean, well, literally everything about this movie, I loved. I loved the special effects. Stan Winston, like always, his crew is just top notch. I mean, not that the special effects in Deep Star Six weren't that great; they were really good. I mean, the creature looked really good, but they don't hold a candle to Stan's special effects. I mean, we're talking Terminator, yeah. we're talking Aliens, we're I mean, Jurassic Park. His special effects have always stood the test of time. Even Tom yeah. Woodruff Jr., who plays the creature, and Alec Gillis, who was working with Stan at the time, they end up leaving and starting their own company. They they had the same techniques. I mean, they're, those special effects, you know, the Predator, Harry and the Henderson, I mean, that stuff looks real. Yeah. And for 1989, uh, it still looks pretty yeah. dang real when I yes. put it on the TV. I think, I think the, the best investment those producers made was hiring uh, hiring. Winston and his crew to do this movie. Oh, absolutely. That, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could you could argue that the cast was a better investment. I say no. I think it was getting Harry Winston and get, you know because um, it gave the movie credibility. I think. Oh, uh, I do too. Especially that's another thing. Yeah. Especially because I don't know that you could have found anybody else to pull off the creature in this movie because this is a mutation. Yeah. You know, what I mean, and one of my absolute yeah. favorite scenes in the movie is when Six Pack has died and they've got him on the table in the infirmary and then Bowman has killed herself because she's starting to, her hair's falling out and her skin's scaling like Six Packs and she goes in and sees Six Pack. She's the first person to see him other than Peck and Doc. Um, she goes to the showers and, and slits her wrist, kills herself. So they put their body in the infirmary, but then her body gets up and moves because it's mutated, it's still alive, and starts to fuse with Six Packs. Yeah. That scene is just, that's one of those scenes where it's like, you better not be eating food if you got an easy stomach when it happens, because it was disgusting and looked awesome. But this creature is huge, <laughs> and this creature has got tendrils and and almost th- these little eel-like things that come out of it. It's got a massive, almost yeah. like gulper fish head, and I mean, big, huge, I mean, monstrous-sized arms with claws, and almost like a long tail-like appendage. I mean, this thing is nasty looking. It's not uniform whatsoever. And it's got to be able to do quite a few things and move around and do stuff. And so it's just disgusting. It, it does. You're, Ruben said, right, with the thing, it's the underwater, the thing. This thing's morphing and mutating constantly. Yeah. Into, uh, I mean, there's elements of so many different types of sea life and these people at the same time, you know, and Stan just did, he, he just knocked out of the park with this movie. I mean, to be able to pull off yeah. what this creature looks like, you couldn't have done anybody else but Stan Winston. Right. There's just nobody at the time that could have done it. Maybe yeah. Rob Botton. Yeah. I mean, I would give Rob, you know, Howling, um, you know, Rob Botton was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, give him a shot at it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, he, well, he might have been able to, but I, I don't know. Yeah, he, not, a, not as good as the this. Experience had Winston, yeah. The experience Stan Winston had at the time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, versus, I mean, and that's, that's a good name to throw out there. But, uh, and, and then when you think about what he did for, in the howling, I mean, whole, you know, but. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think you look I think at American Wolf of London's. Has, what's that? Yeah. I just think Stan Winston's name, Lynn. Oh, like, I, I so much credit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, but you know, I mean, so I, I love, I love the monster. I love the special effects in this. I love the cast and crew. Um, I mean, everything just was. It's a perfect formula for a perfect film, almost. Um, you know, the story was great and engaging enough, and and definitely, Ruben's right with the slow burn. You really enjoy these characters, and you you love seeing them on screen. And Daniel Stern, who before this, I'd only seen in Home Alone, and before this, I'd actually seen in Chud. Uh, which is another horror film, but this movie's a very different role for Daniel than I'd ever seen. He's very crass, uh, foul mouthed, yeah. just I mean, dirtball guy. But he was amazing. Like I loved the character Six Pack. He was absolutely hysterical to see, uh, and they were all great. They all had their moments to shine. I mean, everyone was top notch in this movie. So I loved all that about it. Um, and the soundtrack. I told you I was going to talk about the soundtrack. I, it is. You're right, Ruben. It's not Jerry's. I don't think it's his best or outstanding because he has so many phenomenal musical scores that are so far superior to this, but I feel like his score for this really set the tone. Um, not from just the main theme, which was pretty good and nice. And uh, I love the little, almost like he, he mixed in like underwater pings from like sonar, you know, in the, 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 in the tones of the, of the actual main theme of the movie, I guess. But there's scenes where he just really hit, like he knew there shouldn't be anything here. Or if there's going to be, we're going to do this minor note and hold it. I really go back to around the time of the movie when Doc is going back and watching those tapes again. From They find a tape in the safe that is the captain's log um, from the Russian ship. And he's looking at, no, he wasn't looking at that. He was looking at the, the scenes from the cameras on uh, Six Pack and Bowman um, at the, when they were in the ship. Um, there's a moment where it freezes on the creature. If you see in the movie, they have a creature on the Russian ship. It's a skeleton. And yeah. he's watching that scene. But then it goes and switches. But then it just, the camera just pans on the ship and the name Leviathan. And the score is just very two notes, just, just a minor note. And it just hit perfectly. I don't know if you guys remember what scene I'm talking about for those who haven't seen the movie. I know, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? So, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I know Ge- Jerry had a lot of those great moments in this movie. And I think it was what, you know, maybe this it's not as memorable of the scores as others, but I feel like he did an insanely good job setting the tone perfectly where it needed to be. Because if you looked at that scene Whoa. like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. If yeah. it wasn't for you're those right. notes, it would have just been like, why are we staring at this ship? But then, like, because of those yeah. notes, it's like, dude, this is, this is, you know, I mean, it's yeah. very ominous. So yeah, that was going to be my comment. It's like, you know, now that I think about it, I remember when, you know, it was in Russian, and it's a ship ring, no big deal. But that 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 little that little added music in there, uh, you know, uh, tones, I should say. I guess it would be tones more than you knew. Well, there's something something bad's in there. Yeah. You know, uh, type of deal instead of like, okay, what's the deal? And, and even it's so funny now that you mentioned, even the way they say Leviathan, the, the way they say Leviathan at first, they don't say Leviathan, he says Leviathan. the doctor pronounces it a different Leviathan, yeah. you know. And and uh, so I thought that was cool. And, and th- you know, those are the little details that that make the movie good is little just little things like that like you're saying about the music even though like i said it didn't find it memorable doesn't mean i didn't like it it just seems like and it could be i just found the story so engaging that i didn't notice the score 
you yeah. know, it could yeah. have been that. But, it, but, it is. Um, it's just one of those things where if you don't really pay attention, you don't you realize, oh, that's what really grabbed me in this scene. You know, and there's right. so many moments on all aspects, especially with the actors, too. I mean, I told, you know, Ruben, I, I love my favorite quote in this movie is uh, six pack is yelling at Willie because she put us a, a dead, you know, underwater spider underneath his pillow. And uh, he's going off on her and stuff. And um, uh, Beck um, starts yelling at him to calm down or whatever. But uh, he ends up what happens is a six pack says, are you calling me a liar, Beck? And Peter Weller just in great tone, just like looks to be the size of a Bubba. You know, I just I don't love yeah, that. You yeah. know, I mean, that line was just great. You know, and there's tons of lines like that, like when they're opening the safe in the movie and the doc starts reading in Russian. And Hector Alexando, um, Cobb, uh, the character Cobb is like, You speak Russian? He's like, Russian, Swahili, French, a little bit of hint, you know, goes with other yeah. names. He's like, I don't believe that. He's like, Would you believe a Russian grandmother? He's like, oh, that, that yeah, I believe. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Just like those little that personal lines that they just kind of really fed off. I mean, it made you feel like, yes, they've been down there for three months together. You know, the cast was super great together. The only thing that I didn't like about this film, only thing I didn't like about this film, was at the end, actually, when they're, they, they, you know, you, at the end, you've got um, Jones playing, you know, Ernie Hudson's character, Beck, Peter Weller, and Amanda Pays' character, Willie, uh, make it out of the mining shaft and they're on the ocean um, waiting for you ends up being the coast guard coming. And uh, while they're waiting, sharks appear. Okay. Real yeah. random, whatever I'll deal with it, but yeah. I couldn't deal with it because, and if you do, if you watch on the VHS, it's not really that noticeable, but if you watch the Blu-ray rip, it's very noticeable when the shark goes by Amanda pays and starts to swim off at the very bottom of the screen, you can see the sand. And they're supposed to be, you know, the mining shaft was two miles below the water, but that brief moment, you can see the sand. And the other issue that I also have, of course, I'm a Florida boy. I was born and raised in the swamps, pretty much the area because my dad, but we were, you know, the beach is right there. And if you're a water boy, especially the beach, you know, there's a color difference in the ocean water when you're that far out. It's much darker. It's a deep blue color, no matter what ocean you're in. Most of that scene, it was more of a greenish blue, which what that does is it tells you it's closer to the shore. It's closer to the shore, you know, and so <laughs> that was my only issue. And well, and then of course Jones dying. You know, I mean, the, the second creature shows yeah. up, and uh, Jones tries to push it off, you know, so that they can get Beck and Willie onto the uh, Coast Guard helicopter. Um, so I hated that he died. It's not that it was a bad scene. I mean, it worked great and he did a good job. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, oh, because you love Jones and he made it. It's like, oh yeah. yeah like, oh exactly, no. Exactly. Yeah. We're just kidding. He's not making it. Um. But yeah. so my only real complaint was just the the shot there with the shark where you can see the see the sand. And most people who just aren't don't live on the water, I guess, probably wouldn't even notice the color differences and going, yeah, that's not deep water. That's you know. Or 20 feet, yeah. 10 feet, something like that. You know, it's like that's not even 20 feet, honestly. Yeah. That colorization, I mean, you're talking, you're talking maybe eight, six at, you know, yeah. at that range. Yeah. Um, so th- that's the only thing that really kind of drove me crazy. The only thing that drove me crazy about that movie. But other than that, man, I mean, I love absolutely everything about this movie. Everything. All right. So now here's the big question now, because now it's time to figure out the stomp rating. We decided the stomp rating before the movie, but now that we've talked about it, I was even thinking, like, I don't know if we gave it the correct stomp rating. So now we've talked about it. We've talked about the things we liked, how much we liked this movie. 
Are we, you guys sticking with the original stomp rating? I'm staying with the 3.5. Yes, I am. 3.5. Ruben? Yeah, I'm staying with it only because, uh, you know, to, to earn a four or five, man, I mean, I, I, you know, I like this movie a lot, but um, that would be an injustice to movies like that we've given a, a four and a five. Okay. Okay. You know, they're much better than, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. I mean, believe it or not, I give it a lot of thought. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll say, well, I like this movie. I'll give it a this. And then I start thinking, well, you know, I gave, you know, you know, I gave this movie a four. Is this tr- movie truly in the same level as this movie? As you that, know, yeah. and I separate. I do separate the Godzilla movies from these type of movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you I, to. yeah, I, I separate them. You know, okay, because those you, you guys know the way we do things. We do Godzilla movies, then then we'll do a series or a fan, uh, you know, a listener request or something. So I separate those. So you know, so you know, I'll stick with with what I gave it a three five. All right, all right. I'm just. Well, I don't yeah. want to know because I'm like, man, we were talking about. Did, did, did he just talk yeah. you right out of a change? No, I'm totally changing oh, mine. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, because I really thought you were saying, okay, I won't change mine. Yeah, no, no. I'm definitely changing mine. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna give it a four. But overall, we would still have a three point five rating on this one. So, but yeah. I got to give it a number four. I mean, there's only one flaw in this movie for me. I love it, and as far as those movies, it's top dog. You know, so well. If you're only talking about, if we were only talking about underwater, then I would give it a five. If we're wow, only talking about wow. yeah, underwater, then wow. I would give it a five. But we're not talking. You know, I'm talking about the whole library that we that we've actually it's true. Um, it's true. talked about here in this show. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll keep it. If that, you only so wanted to talk about that. Yeah. We're, you know, so I, we're going to. I, I believe you know, what we. Uh, gave, Kong Skull Island of only gave it a four. That's true. Yeah, only gave yeah. it a four. Yeah, so, I mean, I've watched this movie more than Kong Skull Island, just so yeah. you all know. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I, I'm actually surprised if, if this is one of your favorites. I'm surprised you did give it a five. Yeah, you know, because I take personal. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you guys know how I rate it, and, and some of that yeah. is nostalgia. You know, so you know. I'm just kind yeah, of surprised you just went up to a four, not I'd, to a four and a half or yeah, a five. Yeah, I'd probably, I mean, if I'm going personal rating, especially with these types of movies, it would have to be in four and a half. But for the sake of the show, how we handle our ratings, we're going to stick with the 3.5 on this one. <laughs> but gotcha. You want my personal gotcha. opinion? Right, you know, well, okay. and you've let the eye, but you, you, you know, you let your opinion know. So yeah. people are going to say, okay, well, you know, Sludge thinks this is. You know, personally, you think it's a four and a half or a five. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah we, we do not want you intimidated here on this show. I'm not we want yeah, you to just, exactly you know, my show. Yeah, we, <laughs> we just want you to, to to feel free to speak your mind. Well, I do. 1998. Oh, God. Come on. Come back to that one, too. <laughs> and, and I just want people, you know, I want people to understand how I actually rate a movie so that they think, well, Ruben might, might have been unfair on this one. Yeah, no, we do. We, we, actually, we do take yeah, yeah. a lot into account when we rate yeah. these movies because we are doing a five star, yeah. five stomp rating, um, and so we do. We take into the, the the likes, the dislikes um, on these films, and uh, but we we do. We try to group it in what we're talking, like the Godzilla yes. films. We group it in that, you know. Um, yeah. So I mean, we we you know and, and be and as accurate as we can. Separate. Yeah, and I'll I'll you know like we mentioned Creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, that's yeah, that's my favorite underwater feature film but man that's you know that's like king kong 33 or godzilla 54 you kind of take the 
Universal monsters and yeah, put them separately. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, and with most of those, I mean, you know, for those listening, I mean, if we were to rate, you know, the Dracula, Frankenstein, I mean, you're you're almost guaranteed you're going to hit at least a four with us on that. You know, I mean, because yeah, yeah I mean, oh yeah, those are those legendary movies um, that are just yeah. phenomenal for reason and still last to the day. So, so yes, on this one, we're going to stick with a three and a half uh, stomps out of five, and it's man, it, it's a great three and a half stomps. I mean, if you have not seen this movie, yeah. Highly recommended. I mean, it's very entertaining. It's a lot of fun. Great cast. Great crew. Great. I mean, it's. I mean, just pretty much everything on this is top notch. It's really, really good, um, and definitely worth checking out. So, hopefully, you yeah. guys enjoy. I think it. if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you if you feel like an underwater monster flick, and you've got all these that we mentioned before, the Deep Star Six and the Abyss, and, and it's, I would take this one. I yeah. mean, I would recommend oh, this one without a doubt. I yeah. mean, th- yeah, you were going to be severely hard pressed to find a better underwater monster film than this. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if, right, yeah. if you right. decided to loop in creature from Black Lagoon in this, which we wouldn't, then that yeah. may be the only one, right? You know, what I mean, that would, right? As far as just yeah, because I'm not like you know, I like you mentioned humanoids for the deep man. I watched, I've watched that thing more times. Oh man, you know that I My, mean that is just one of those movies that you you know I watched over and over. Oh, and over it's so again. good. Uh, on that movie, yeah. real quick, Ruben. I mean, uh, it it is. It, it, one of the most enjoyable things I think I can ever remember watching on TV or film period was from Humanoids from the Deep. Okay. Now I wouldn't want, you know, recommend this movie for you know the kids. Okay. Cause there's some, no, no, not, not a kid's yeah. movie. I'm not a teenage, maybe late teens, you know, 18, 17. Cause there are unfortunately some mature, mature things that happen in here in really weird yeah. ways. But when the, there's like a little fa- uh, town fair going on the docks and the humanoids, the creatures come up and uh, start attacking yeah. everybody. But then all of a sudden, and these people are like, it's in like Louisiana or somewhere. So they're all like rednecks. Well, they're all freaking out at first, but all of a sudden they're like, why are we freaking out? And they start grabbing like two by fours and things and beating these creatures to death. It was awesome. I remember watching that and cracking up. I was like, dude, that made the whole movie for me. Just watching this town turn and start beating these things. It was great. Yeah. That 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 yeah, is a good that's, that that's a good movie. I do like that movie. So yeah, but, that that too, you know, I was like, okay, that's Roger Corman. Oh yeah, you know man. I kind of oh, yes. separate Roger Corman out there. You know the dude's uh, a legend. A little bit. I mean, he is the yeah, B movie yeah. legend. You know, he, he yeah, was actually, yeah. um, you know, he was actually who they went to, one of the first people they went to to do Alien. Really? Yeah. And actually, yeah. no, I'm sorry, he was the first person that um, they went to to do Alien. And Roger read the script at the time. It was called Star Beast before they changed the name. And he read the script and absolutely loved it. But then told him, told O'Bannon, go shop this around. This is too good of a movie. Shop this around. And if nobody picks this up, then bring it back to me and I'll, make the, I'll buy it and make the movie. He's like, but you really need to shop this thing around. So it was Corman who gave him you know, the confidence to actually, O'Bannon, to shop this thing around um, and get somebody. And that's what ended up leading to you know, Ridley Scott. Um, so thank you, Roger, for yeah. giving us Alien <laughs> with Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> Um, because you know, Corman's great stuff. I actually watched what I watched of his the other day, uh, Forbidden Worlds, um, which was pretty made back to back with uh, Galaxy of Terror, same sets and everything. What a weird yeah. movie! I mean, his movies are just it's yeah, Rod- well, it's Roger, you know, it's like, Roger, yeah. Man, he's the you king know, I, of, I, of finding people too. I mean, a lot of people made their careers 
um, with Roger Corman, Robert, oh, yeah. Robert England, and yeah. um, I actually thought Sid Haig. I was under the understanding, or I thought that um, Galaxy of Terror was Sid Haig's first film with Robert England because it was his first major role. But Pete um, from Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, Pete Quint, um, he actually proved me wrong. He was like, "No, dude, there's another movie that Sid did before then, and it was called Spider Baby with Lon Chaney Jr. in him." And I was like, "Really? I mean, like, I need to check this out then." And it was 1950 something, or no, no, like the early 60s maybe, black and white film. And and Sid Haig's in it with Lon Chaney. That movie's absolutely amazing. That's one of the that is such a good movie that it's on the uh, we'll be on the Plex soon because I'm getting it. Um, and you, I recommend everybody to check out Spider Baby. You want to see, a, of course, great performance from Lon Chaney. Absolutely amazing. And Sid Haig plays this special kid. I guess you know. I mean, he's kind of kind of reminds me almost like one of the people from the movie Freaks. Um, great movie though. But so I was wrong. I always thought Sid Haig was from Galaxy of Terror, but nope. Spider Baby with launching Jr. There you go. Which was really cool. So, all right. Uh, anything else you guys got to say about Leviathan? Nope. No. Nope. All nope. good nope. here. I, you know, it's, uh, if you want to put it in the category for sea, it's the best of the underwater sea creatures. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. other like Yeah. Absolutely. It's a definite watch. Yep. Oh, multiple watches, in my yep. opinion. So, yep. all right, guys. Well, th- again, thank you all so much for listening to the show. If you haven't seen Leviathan, hopefully you've got enough from us to go pick it up and watch it because it's definitely worth the watch hope you enjoyed the show and of course now we'll be back next month um for the next godzilla film is going to be terror of meg godzilla we're going to round out the showa era before we kick it into the heisei series and then the second movie next month we did challenge mr pete quinn from good beer bad movie night on the last episode to find a monster movie that sludge has never seen he zapped you quick too. very quick yes first yes. first suggestion out the box when I was, we were messaging was a movie I'd never seen. It is actually a uh, it's a Mexican film. It came in 1961 called The Ship of Monsters is what we'll be viewing. I have never seen it. It is a sci-fi Western horror movie that looks absolutely amazing and run up my alley. Now, Ruben, did you see it? Have you seen this movie? No, I have not. Okay, but you've seen some not, like I would, that? I, yeah, I've seen some like it. I okay. Was, uh, 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 texting back and forth, and I said, "Man, it, you sure didn't have a a Mexican wrestler in it?" Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mexican wrestler. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I so never... many of those movies. <laughs> that in there. And I never stopped and thought about. It. I mean, because you know, when I'm thinking of monster movies, I mean, if it's American, European, Asian, I've seen it. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. but I never yeah. once thought, you know, like a Hispanic or, or Spanish monster mm-hmm. movie, yeah. because I've seen a lot of Spanish monster movies. But not till really Del Toro hit the scene. You know what I mean? When he hit the scene, yeah. you know, two decades ago, that's when I started paying attention. Like, oh man, there's some great, yeah. you know, Spanish horror and stuff. Yeah. I mean, mainly well, his yeah. stuff. Well, 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 down here in South Texas, well, the Hispanic cultures, there, there's a whole movie, South Texas. So there's channels that will show these type of old movies all the time on, on uh, local TV. So, um, I don't remember this one though at oh, all. Oh man! But uh, you know, but, but I, as a, I have vivid memories of a kid. I don't even know what they're saying, but all I know is there was creatures and there was a Mexican wrestler with a mask on <laughs> fighting these people. <laughs> you know? And it was just, just like that. It was in a western <laughs> That's awesome. somewhere, yeah. in a mountainous area or something, in a cave or something. And you know, and, and the uh, of course the hero is always uh, and the one that always comes to mind is Mini uh, Mascara. Um, which translates to, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically a hundred masks or a thousand masks 
what it, it uh, um, translates to. So it's always me, the mascaras, and he's he's the hero. And there's creatures. Sometimes it's creatures. Sometimes it's a western type movie. But they, both types of movies actually were prevalent down here. Well, I'm excited uh, about this one. This one looks uh, yeah. amazing. I mean, apparently these two alien ladies from Venus, I think, or somewhere, they're aliens. They're 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 just they're ladies, and they look normal. Uh, kidnap a cowboy and take him onto her ship. And there's just, I guess, monsters and robots. And I watched the trailer for it the other day, and I am ecstatic. This is going to be an absolute blast to do. So, boy, um, you know what? That band that sure does sound familiar. Man, I might have seen it, not even known it. I guess when I. Out. When so, I uh, put it in and watch it, then I'll know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I watched the trailer. And it sure I sounds familiar. It. Oh, I definitely haven't seen yeah, this. I so I mean, he, I mean, it really astounded me. I mean, yeah. I thought you know, if anybody could find a monster movie that I haven't seen, I I had full confidence Pete could do it. But I did not expect it to happen that quick. You know, I mean, first <laughs> yeah. movie, boom. I was like, all right. So, um, so of course, he, you probably, know, man, he, he probably has a Rolodex there with like, let me get ready. What, what a sludge scene or not scene. Oh, um, come on. Really? You know, you have the fighting cabinet, like, let me see. And uh, he probably just randomly picked one out, blindfolded. And said, "This was it, and he, and he got you right away." Oh man, Angela nailed it! So, and I'm excited about it too because I mean that's the second episode next month. But we will also be having Pete as a special guest. He will be coming over from the Good Beer Bad Movie Nights um, show that he does, and will be doing Shipping Monsters with us. He actually said he's like, "I'm glad that this is one of them because the, on their show he does a six minute synopsis of the movie, and it's great. I mean, some of them are absolutely hysterical. Um, they just did the Giver." Um, uh, was one of their newest episodes, and I laughed horrendously through that ep- that show. I, I that episode, I absolutely loved it, and especially his synopsis is great. But he had said something along the lines that he had messed up the synopsis when they did this m- movie on their show like a year, two years ago, or something like that. And um, and so he's like, I need to redo it. So I'm like, Well, you're the guest, you yeah. know, and you're going to do the synopsis. So next month for the ship of monsters, you will not be getting the synopsis and rundown from Sludge. You'll be getting it from our great guest. Pete Quint from Good Beer, Bad Movie Nights. So it's gone pretty excited. That's about awesome. That awesome. It's going to be um, tons of fun. All right. So, and where are we at on Sunday? Oh, yes. This mm. Sunday, which, um, well, actually, we'll I'm sorry for those listening because we pre recorded last Sunday. Sunday. Um, we will be <laughs> or have gone to the theaters to see the 1933 King Kong is yes. making it through yes. his anniversary. Um, now, Ruben, did you get your ticket? Are you going? I, well, I wasn't, but I am now because um, some, with all this stuff going on with the coronavirus, uh, RJ may be here. That's um, awesome. Oh, and so cool. now, yeah, his, uh, you know, his his semester's basically over. Just to put it that way, his school shut down, and uh, he's not going back. I mean, he's he's going to have to take online courses or whatever. But that was the problem. Is like, well, he was leaving on that. Um, Last Sunday, <laughs> he was leaving back. <laughs> last Sunday, now, yeah, Sunday. yeah, yeah hopefully Sunday. he left last Sunday. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, and so he may be here. So that now the plan is to go. So yes, yeah. I am. And the last I checked, uh, there was only like six or seven seats sold down here. So Perfect. I was, yeah. I'm not too worried about Ar- seats. Already so purchased. Be all right for it. Had already purchased yeah, yeah. Mark's tickets. So now that we've just took you guys through a terrible time loop, like you know, you know Terminator Salvation or Genesis. Yeah. You know, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> hope, yeah. we hope we didn't screw up with you there yeah. a little bit. So, yeah, we're pretty stoked about that. So the next episode of the Monster Movie Stomp Down, we will be bringing up the experience yes. of King Kong on the big screen. Yes. So excited for that. So 
I'm pretty pumped. If they decide to close the theater down or did, if, you know, <laughs> oh boy. we don't know, but we do know at this time <laughs> when you hear it. Yes. Oh, oh my, man. My, my brain hurts. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. My brain's done for the night after that one. So anyways, again, thank you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the live podcast uh, that happened last weekend, this weekend. You know, we're back in that time loop again. It's getting crazy. Um, but we'll see you guys next month for the end of the show of Godzilla films with terror Meg Godzilla and the movie that Sludge has never seen ship of monsters with our special guest, Pete Quinn from good beer, bad movie night. It rocks. This is Sludge and Mark. And this is Ruben. You all have a good night. Ah!